Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Hey, Jamie Dupree, sir. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? I'm good. Did you hear that Hillary couldn't give a distinction just like Debbie Wasserman Schultz over what the difference is between a socialist and a Democrat? Well, you know, yes, you know um, why? Because there is no difference for that question. Yeah, but there is no difference. That's the problem. She can't answer it. Debbie Wasserman Schultz can't answer it. None of them can answer it. You seem impressed. I, hey, you know, <laughs> it's funny. All right. We'll deal with that later. All right. Uh, so Donald Trump goes out raising questions about whether Ted Cruz can run from, for president. Ted Cruz was born in uh, in Canada, but his mother was an American citizen. And Cruz says that Trump has jumped the shark and actually put out there, I guess, a picture of Fonzie jumping over a shark. The old uh, the Fonzie video. If you don't know what jump the shark is, that's when uh, it, it when that episode occurred. People sort of coined that term to say that the the show Happy Days had jumped the shark as and it had gone too far. Cruz has not sort of engaged with Trump on this. He's tried to sort of laugh it off and just change the, uh, you know, the the subject to something else. But I do find it interesting that not only Trump has gone after Cruz on this, but his aides. There was one who was on CNN today who said that voters would be uncomfortable with voting for somebody who was not born in the U.S. You know, I don't think this is a big deal. But it's just one of those things that, you know, I mean, let's let's remember that Donald Trump did lead a lot of the birther stuff against President Obama on his birth certificate and more. Uh, the White House was almost uh, uh, they were just all smiles today at the briefing. The spokesman Josh Ernest was when asked about it, saying it would be ironic if the GOP nominated someone who was born in Canada after all the questions about this president. Well, John but, McCain was not born in the United States. Correct either. in the canal zone, I believe. And that, to me, there's no issue here. There's just no, no issue. There whatsoever. is no there is no issue. Ted Cruz is legit. Yes, he was born outside the U.S., but he had an American mother. And the way the laws are, you are an American citizen. But I do think it's inter- interesting that Trump is using this against Cruz. Now, what does that tell me? That tells me that Trump feels like he needs to jab at Cruz for some reason. And maybe it's because Cruz is doing well in Iowa. My mic went off. I think it definitely has everything to do with that. And I, But I just don't think it's the smartest attack line for him to go after Cruz now. I was about to ask you what you thought about it. I just think it's it's just not going to work. I mean, the reality is it's not even an issue in dispute or a question. Um, and I think he just threw it out there to see if he could raise doubts in people's minds. But look, there's one poll that has Ted Cruz up by nine points in Iowa. That's a huge margin. Another, point, another poll has him tied. By every objective measure, you'd have to say right now, Cruz is the favorite in Iowa and, and Trump is the favorite in New Hampshire. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Though there was a poll out in New Hampshire today, which showed that the 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 portion of the vote sort of going to the more establishment candidates. Though I I have a hard time lumping Marco Rubio in there since he's uh, not exactly establishment. But when you add up sort of Jeb Bush, John Kasich, Chris Christie, and Rubio, they are getting a much larger chunk of the vote in New Hampshire than Cruz is. Now, New Hampshire's a different story. What, is, what not, did Trump have in New Hampshire? I think Trump was at 29. He was still up by about 14 points or something like that. It's did you see the crowd people. he had in New Hampshire? Well, it was actually technically Massachusetts, in Massachusetts in Lowell, yeah, but it's, Lowell. it's five miles away. Sure. And, and, and again, Trump has shown that he can bring a lot of people in and big crowds and everything. And he's going to have uh, three different events in Iowa. Let's see, two on Saturday and I think one on Monday as well. So, you know, he's not ignoring those states. Uh, I still think there's a lot of Republicans who wonder 
will he turn people out? But let's look at it this way. Trump has been underestimated every step of the way so far. So why should this be any different? Did you see these two women that are out there? They become YouTube heroes and stars and they have this ditch and switch campaign. In other words, they're trying to persuade Democrats to ditch and switch for Donald Trump. Have you seen that? I have not seen that, but look, uh, Trump obviously, and we discussed this, he has a lot of support among Democrats who are Democrats in name only. They they are registered that way. It's sort of holdovers from the old South in a sense, but they vote overwhelmingly Republican, especially in a presidential race. So, uh, you know, it depends on what state you live in as to whether or not those people can, can join in a Republican party and, and vote in a primary or vote in a caucus. But uh, certainly uh, that's where Trump has shown an awful lot of support. I don't think it's going to hurt him that the British Parliament is debating whether to ban Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I think any PR is good PR, right? But Donald Trump, it certainly is. I mean, think about it. That's going to be, what, the 18th, I think, of January is when they're going to debate that in, in the British Parliament. You know darn well that every single network is going to have somebody over there in London watching that and Absolutely. watching the feed of it. And that's nothing but PR for Trump. It, it reminds me, I've told you this story before, I had a program director years ago who wanted me to go on and do the play-by-play -play of the Redskins games on Sunday on our little AM station. Yeah. And I said, well, boss, we don't have the rights to the Redskins games. He goes, yeah, but it'll get us some attention. <laughs> Did you do it? No, I refused to do it, and then he finally backed off because I, I think people would have been all over us. My early, my early days in radio, I used to have to run NASCAR on Saturday and Sundays while I was hosting two shows, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. <laughs> there you go. You know, the, people think this is easy. This is, you know, and I wasn't paid very much either. Hey, um, all right, so there is a difference, though, emerging, and I think Cruz is trying to outflank Trump on immigration, yep. pointing out the difference that, hey, I Trump says he let these people back in. I don't think they should come back in. Yeah, Trump has always made clear that he wants to get the people who are here illegally out of the country. Uh, Cruz has joined him in that in recent weeks. But Trump has always said that those people could go back to their home country and then they could come back in and possibly get on a route to either legal status or citizenship in the U.S. Uh, Cruz has always said, no, 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 that should not be an option. And he's, he's brought that up a few times in recent days. And if there is any daylight between the two of them on immigration, it is on that issue. Again, I don't know how explosive that's going to be. Th these two guys have sort of danced around each other. And while they've engaged here and there, it has not they have not come to blow or anything like that but there's still time with two debates one next week and one right before iowa and especially if cruz begins to sort of get away from trump in the polls uh, it well might we be a thought there response. might be a fight in the last debate because yeah. trump had uh, called uh, cruz a maniac but then he kind of backed down because look i i said it on this program that ted cruz is admired as a guy that stood up to the washington establishment including his own party and tried to fulfill the promise that they were unwilling to fulfill, and that was defund Obamacare. Conservatives admire him for that. So it's not the same, in my mind, as him going after Jeb Bush as having low energy or Marco Rubio or Ben Carson. I think there's a very distinct difference, and there was a lot of pushback by conservatives who maybe are voting for Trump, but they still like Ted Cruz, or maybe they're voting for Cruz and don't like Trump's criticism. Yeah, and so we'll see. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be running one, two, and up there, but if the poll numbers begin to get away from Trump, uh, I don't know. We'll see what he does. Uh, I think I think all all bets are off. I think he goes for it. I asked him last night on TV uh, whether how important Iowa was to him. And I pointed out the polls to him and he said, look, I could be politically correct and say it doesn't matter. I want to win Iowa. Well, look, if Trump wins in Iowa and Trump wins in New Hampshire and then Trump wins in South Carolina, it's over. It's over. over. Period. End of sentence. Over. You know, it's interesting. I think the biggest question I have is, you know, can Trump 
alter. Because remember, we, we discussed this yesterday. West Virginia is his most popular state. Eight out of ten congressional districts in New York are second. I mean, he's very popular in upstate New York and in Long Island. At the very least, it looks on paper at this point that he would be very competitive in New York. And then that would raise the question. You have similar states like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and that could rewrite the uh, the electoral map. It could. The only problem is a Republican would naturally be very popular in upstate New York, whereas uh, as opposed to a Democrat would not. If you look back at some of the uh, the breakdowns, the, the Democratic formula for winning most of these states like a New York in the or cities. like in Illinois is they get the city vote. They pick off some of the uh, the counties right around the main uh, cities. And then uh, from there, uh, but, you know, the Republicans take everything else. But my point is, does Donald Trump does he rewrite those rules? That's a, that's the a question. Well, I guess we have to say this. You can't, uh, it's what I said a few minutes ago, you cannot count him out. He has been underestimated every step of the way and has done much more than anybody ever expected. Yeah, well said. All right, so the AP kind of tore the president a new one over his uh, emotional speech yesterday, and they said, quote, what the president announced Tuesday would not have prevented the slaughters of 21st graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, or 14 county workers at a holiday party in San Bernardino. And they further went on and said it would have had no impact in keeping weapons from the hands of suspects in several of the deadliest recent mass shootings that have spurred the calls for tighter gun control. Now, as we discussed yesterday, just by if you actually dug into it and read what the president was doing and what was put out by the White House with these executive actions, it did not move the ball very far. And even there were some Democrats who were coming out and saying exactly that. I think it was Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, who's been very outspoken on the need for action on gun control. He said it just moved the ball a few inches down the field. And that's why uh, I know noticed and noted yesterday that I thought that the president in his remarks at the White House in announcing these moves spent much more time talking about his broader call to try to motivate the Congress and convince them to act on gun control. And again, from interviews with uh, Republicans, I don't sense any movement whatsoever on that front. Uh, but the, the one difference and the one shift that we've certainly seen is that there are more Democrats now here in the Congress and nationally who are more willing to speak out on the gun issue. That doesn't mean it immediately translates to a win for them. But I think that's the main difference right now as opposed to, say, four or five years ago. But, yes, I totally agree. And as I said to you, if you look at what was done in the in this batch of executive action, Actions by the president, not orders, but actions. There really isn't that much that's changed. Well, I got to tell you something. It's getting very interesting. Paul Ryan was on with me last night. I thought he made a lot of news that kind of didn't get picked up by the mainstream media. He, number one, he pointed out that he thought the gun issue of the president was a distraction that the president's going to give us every week. And then he explained in detail how he, as the new speaker, wants to, quote, hit the reset button, that he's getting his caucus together in nine days and that they're going to come up with an agenda that they're going to put on paper and they're going to lay out for the American people. And he's going to have them sign their names to it as a promise or a pledge. And I said, like a contract with America. And he said, yes. Well, he better move because there was some more grumbling today from uh, more conservative lawmakers on the Republican side. Uh, Paul La uh, Raul Labrador said of Ryan today, quote, the honeymoon is over. Everything he has done so far is no different than John Boehner. So uh, I think there some of the troops here for the Republican Party are not pleased with Ryan and would like to see him push a little quicker. So uh, we'll see what he produces and what he's able to get moving on. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So what else do we have going on today? I see. 
see uh, the House is nearing a vote on a bill that will repeal uh, big chunks of Obamacare. What's the status of that? Yeah, they're just in debate right now as we speak. They should be voting on it within the next hour. It'll be easily approved, and then it'll be sent down to the president where he will veto it, uh, most likely uh, in the next few days. I think the Republicans would like him to do it before the State of the Union next Tuesday. And then there's talk about maybe having a vote related to it later in the month, uh, especially to highlight not only the health law, but the block on money for Planned Parenthood as well. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I know they won't have enough votes to override, but obviously for the Republicans, they want to get their message out that here they've tried to to repeal and overturn parts of this law. And the president is the one standing against it. Well, I think this would be the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong, that it got on his desk. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, they've 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 managed to repeal very small pieces of it. But this is the biggest chunk they've been able to get down there. Yes. What is the latest? Is anybody in Congress supportive of these guys out in Oregon? Uh, Raul Labrador said some things that were in support of them today and maybe one or two others, but for the most part, uh, including the, the, the Republican who represents the district out there, a guy named Greg Walden of Oregon, who today, uh, was very public in urging the people out there to, uh, to back off, saying that armed takeover is not the way to go about it. So, there's a couple voices who have said somewhat supportive things, but for the most part, it's been like the, the Republicans running for president. They say, look, this is not the way to force something. Yes, things need to change, but this is not the way to do it. Well, I don't th- as the father, even Cliven Bundy said about his son, what is he doing out there? And it makes no sense. And not only that, the Hammonds, the father and son team that were convicted of arson, they willingly turn themselves in. They're not a part of it. They distance themselves from this group, want no part of them. Well, and I think that's why the feds are sort of putting their hands up like, let's not touch this right now. Don't rush into anything, because you and I know if they do force showdown, that could turn things much differently. Well, uh, listen, we've seen it happen and unfold before, right? Yes. Yeah, we have. Jamie Dupree, most connected man in Washington.